Welcome to the Center Point Pentecostal Church podcast. We hope that this podcast finds you well and that you are ready for a life-changing message from one of our outstanding and anointed ministers. If you like this podcast, please be sure to give us a follow and a five-star review on your favorite podcasting app. Now let's get to today's message. Amen. Mark chapter 5, verse number 21. And when Jesus was passed over again by ship unto the other side, much people gathered unto him. And he was nigh unto the sea. And behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet and besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lieth at the point of death. Now, I know the Bible says that he was just speaking this, but I believe if your daughter was lying at the point of death, you weren't just speaking casually to Jesus. I believe there was some some level of, of urgency in this man's voice. Anyone in here who have children, if your son or daughter was at the point of death in your home and you knew Jesus was in the city, I believe you would be a little urgent with your request. Verse number 23, he besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lieth at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her, that she may be healed, and she shall live. And Jesus went with him, and much people followed him and thronged him. This story is, very, is a very important one to reference when discussing how to get an answer from God. You see... There are times when God shows up to your house. But then there are times where you have to get out of your house and show up to where He is. Jesus is always accessible. But sometimes the level of access is dependent upon your willingness to get to where He is. Regardless of what it takes. And I feel so strong that God is going to help someone in here this morning. I want to preach about the power of desperation. The power of desperation. I I want to ask us just to raise our hands. And I I want you to pray for yourself individually. That God would move in your mind today. That God would give you an urgency and a desperation in your spirit. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to be in your house. We thank you... that we can always access you. But Father, I pray right now that there would be a level of desperation in the Spirit that would start to flow into this sanctuary. And people that are battling things in their minds and battling things in their hearts, let them be able to feel you right now where they're sitting and give them an an anointing and an unction to move closer to you in this service. Anoint us today. Use us for your kingdom. Anoint me. And I thank you for everything you're going to do in this place and if you feel the Holy Ghost right now why don't you clap your hands and why don't you shout come on why don't you shout come on why don't you break through the wall right now and just shout with a voice of triumph and just know that Jesus is here to meet your need where you are hallelujah hallelujah You may be seated if you're going to help me preach. Amen. The level, the power of desperation. 
I can remember times in my younger childhood when my mom, my mother would put me in a room to play with my toys and, and then she would just walk out of the room and maybe go cook dinner or do laundry or watch TV or something of that sort. And I would be so consumed with the things around me in that room. I would, I would, I would start letting my imagination as a child run, run rampant with the toys I had in front of me. I would immerse myself in the fairy tale of race cars and, and superheroes and, and everything of that nature for what felt like an eternity. As you know, when you're a child, you can just play and you can let your mind run and you can just imagine things. And, and so I found myself doing that a lot when my mother was doing other, other things inside of the house. And then all of a sudden, I would snap out of it, as, as every child would. child can't play 24 hours a day. He, so I would just snap out of it, and I would start calling to my mother to get her attention. Now, she's somewhere in the house, and, and I didn't know where she was, but I, I, would, I would be in need of something. And I, I would call her name to get her attention, and sometimes my mother wouldn't hear me. And I would call her name, and, and, and she still wouldn't hear me. And, and then that's when panic started. Because I felt alone in that moment. I felt like I was lost, even inside of my own home. Even inside of my own bedroom, I, I felt trapped because there's something about needing someone, and when they don't come, you have this sense of anxiety that comes over you. So at, these, at those moments as a child, I learned that I had two choices. I could either get up and walk towards the other side of the house where my mother was, or I could stay where I was sitting and continue to feel lost and scared and uneasy. Now, did my mother actually leave me alone? Of course not. As a parent, you would never leave your child too far away. You know, you know what they're doing. You know where they are. My mother was present. I just could not see her. My mother was there, but I didn't know exactly where she was. She was there the whole time, but sometimes I had to get up from where I was and make my way to where she was. And sometimes there are situations in our lives that require us to not just sit there, but to get a little desperate and move to where the Savior can touch us. If I needed something from my mother, sometimes I had to make it a point to walk to where she was and ask her for what I need. Amen. And there are times in our lives where we can't sit down on our problems any longer. Some of you have been dealing with, some, with the same sin and the same issues in your mind and the same old hiccups for years. And sometimes we have to examine ourselves and ask the very tough question of what are we doing on our side of the bargain to help this problem get fixed? Are we just sitting down, waiting on God? <laughs> to part the waters and do all the work on his side, I'm here to tell you that even though he can do all the work, most of the time he won't do all the work. 
He won't do it. He's trying to gauge your level of desperation. Desperate people don't just sit inside their homes and hope everything's going to work out. Desperate people push through the cloudiness in their minds, push through the awkward feelings, push through the fear of being talked about, and they get to Jesus at whatever the cost may be. And if you're going to get a release from your chronic hang-ups, you've got to become a little desperate sometimes. You've got to do things no one else wants to do. First Chronicles chapter 16 and verse 8. David says, Give thanks unto the Lord. Call upon His name. Make known His deeds among the people. Sing unto Him. Sing psalms unto Him. Talk ye of all His wondrous works. Glory you in His holy name. Let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. Seek the Lord and His strength. Seek his face continually. It's not enough just to give thanks unto Him and to worship Him and to sing songs unto Him and talk about His glorious works. But sometimes you got to do a little seeking. Sometimes you've got to get your face in a carpet and seek after the face of God in your own mind and seek after the will of God in your heart and in your life. Sometimes you can't just say how great He is, but sometimes you've got to have business with Jesus. Sometimes you've got to get on your knees and say, God, I love you and I praise you and I'm glad that you're my Savior, but there's something i got to talk to you about today. There's something I, gotta need, I need help with today. There's something that you've got to touch in my life today and I've got to do business with you this morning. I love you and I praise you but there's something that you and I've got to talk about today so what David was saying in this first psalm he ever wrote first Chronicles 16 that we are not only to sing praises and glorify his name but we are to seek his face continually that means even when he doesn't come to me when I call his name that does not mean that I'm allowed to stop seeking his face when my prayers feel like they don't even reach the ceiling, that does not give me permission to stop seeking after Him. David was saying that praising Him is great, worshiping Him is great, but most importantly, we got to make sure we are seeking Him. Because if we can see Him and He can see us, everything's going to be alright. I'm glad to know that I can run to the Father and He can meet my need. I'm glad to know that when I come to this altar, anything can happen in my life. I'm glad to know that when we're in an atmosphere like we are in today, anything can happen. Anything can take place when you're in the Spirit of the Lord, when you're in the house of God, and the Holy Ghost starts to move. There is nothing that cannot happen. Amen. Now, as I said when I started, this message was not an easy one to write. This message came with lots of pain and lots of fighting with the enemy, Pastor, and with my own self, fighting with my own self, because it's hard to write a message about times when Jesus might not be as present as we'd like him to be. I know the Bible says he's a very present help in the time of trouble. I know that, but, but, but God spoke to me late Monday night and said, even though I'm present, my response to your situation is determined by your level of desperation. My response sometimes is determined by how desperate you are. That lets me know that I can't sit down in the middle of my problem and just hope that Jesus shows up. I've got to make it up in my mind to get His attention. 
I can't just sit down in church and say to myself, well, I'm just going to wait for God to make his way to me. I'm just going to wait, I'm just going to wait for God to come to my pew. Nah, that's not how this thing works. Sometimes you got to be like Zacchaeus and you got to climb a tree and you got to get his attention. And sometimes you got to be like the woman with the alabaster box and you got to interrupt the house meeting and you got to get down on your knees and you got to pour your life to Jesus. Sometimes you got to take what's most important to you and you got to break it at the feet of Jesus. And you got to use that oil and rub his feet and worship him and say, God, I need you. God, I need a touch from you. Now, I knew this was going to be tough. I knew this was going to be tough because we want God to touch us where we are. We want God to do all the, all the heavy lifting. We want God to do everything on his side, but I can't just sit down and say, God, I'm just going to wait until you just take care of it. I know it's tough to make a step when you're hurting. I know it's tough to make a step when you're in pain. It's word to tell someone this morning that if you would make it a point to get to him, he'll turn your situation around. If you would make it a point to take a step towards him and interrupt the service and interrupt your level of comfort and interrupt your comfort zone and interrupt everything you're trying to do and just get to Jesus. Uh, and I'll go ahead and, and say this too. With God, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. It's not if God comes, it's when God comes. You can't get caught up in a lie that Jesus is not going to show up. That's not what I'm preaching. It may not look like how you want it to look like. It may not end how you wanted it to end. But God is going to have the final say regardless. Uh, the devil will make you want... The devil will want you to think and say to yourself, well, if Jesus comes, then it won't even matter. My, my, my situation is too far gone. My life is over. My heart is broken. There is no use any longer. But let me help you this morning. When Mary and Martha went to Jesus... And I can picture Sister Tammy Potmasil at the Easter drama reenacting this part. She played this role so well of, uh, a couple years ago. But, but Martha shows up in front of Jesus and says, and says if, you would, if you would only have come, my brother would not have died. Jesus, if you would have just showed up, my brother would be alive today. And we say the same thing to Jesus. Sometimes out of frustration. Jesus, if you would have only came, my finances wouldn't be in turmoil right now. Jesus, if you would have only just showed up, my family would not be in the state it's in right now. But can I tell you, it's never, matter, it's never a matter of if. It's a matter of when. Your finances might be in turmoil. But when Jesus gets to you, and when you get to Jesus... He owns the cattle of a thousand hills. Your heart might be broken, but when you get to where He is, hallelujah, He is the mender of the brokenhearted. Your family might be in a mess, but when you get to Jesus, 
Ah, he restores everything that was lost. But sometimes you've got to be like Martha and get out of your own house and get out of your pew and push through the awkwardness and push through the embarrassment and push through the negative looks and get to where he is. Uh, you're going to get to him even if he doesn't get to you. Oh, that's the mindset. Jesus, you don't have a choice but to bless me today because I'm coming to where you are. I don't, care if you, I don't care if you're not in my pew. I'm coming to the altar. I don't care if you're not at the altar. I'm coming to this side. I don't care where I have to go. I'm going to push through the awkwardness. Even if somebody looks at me funny, even if somebody talks about me behind my back, even if somebody thinks I'm crazy, I'm going to get to where you are because they don't know what I need. But I need something from you today. And if I need something from you, i got to be able to get to where you are. <laughs> Pastor, I don't care if you and Brother Francois sit up here and do nothing all service. If God tells me to run back there, I'm going to run. If God tells me to jump, I'm going to jump. Because I'm not depending my worship upon somebody else. I'm depending my worship on my level of desperation. I need Jesus. I'm not depending on you. I'm not depending on you. I'm desperate for Jesus. It don't matter if you're the only one that runs. Run anyway. It don't matter if you're the only one that dances. Dance anyway. Because you got to get to where Jesus is. Come on, I, I need somebody to push through the awkwardness, push through the embarrassment, push through your pride and get to where Jesus is. Thank you, Lord. Thank When Jesus doesn't come to you, you got to go to him. Uh, he doesn't always promise he'll come to your doorstep, Jarius. Jarius, he doesn't promise he's going to be at your house. But you got a daughter that's dying, Jarius. You got a daughter that's dying. And if you're going to sit in your couch and watch your daughter die, you go ahead. But then somebody's going to have to get out of your house. And you got to get to where Jesus is. You got to get out of your place of mourning and go to the place where Jesus is. Sometimes you got to make yourself come into this house. It's not easy coming to church every Sunday and every Wednesday. It's not easy coming to church and getting dressed and doing everything that you've got to do to be here. But when you recognize that something is dying inside of your own home, you'll make every effort to get to the house of God. You want to know why I drive from Gina, Louisiana to come to Center Point, Louisiana? I'm not tooting my own horn, but you want to know why I'm driving an almost an hour to be here? You want to know why some people in here drive almost 45 minutes to get to Center Point? It's because they know Jesus is in the house. And if Jesus is in the house, I don't care how far I got to go to get where Jesus is.
I'm here to be touched by the master. I'm here to be healed. It's not about the person beside you. It's about how desperate you are to get to where he is. Can I preach this morning? Amen. Can I preach this morning? I'm trying to hurry. Can I preach to you? Amen. And sometimes you have to get up from where you are to go to where he is. And if you muster up the strength to get to where he is, then you can take him home with you. There's no doubt he can heal you. There's no doubt he can save you. There's no doubt he can deliver you. But sometimes he wants to know if you're willing to meet him instead of him meeting you. You gotta get past your pride. You gotta get past your ego and humble yourself enough to move out of your place of comfort and move out of your assigned seat in the church and get past everything not being just how you like it and get to where he is. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Please hear me. I'm not trying to throw stones this morning. I've just seen the Spirit of God. I've just seen in the Spirit of God where God is wanting to take us. And we've heard the prophecies. There's no place on earth like CPC. There's about to be an explosion of fresh growth. Not necessarily in numbers, but in spiritual growth. I'm talking about spiritual growth. I feel like we're at a point now in this church where God is wanting to use every single one of you in the kingdom in some capacity or another. And God is trying to pull a few of you guys up from where you are and start using you in ways you didn't think you could be used. So I feel comfortable preaching when I'm preaching this morning because pride can rear its ugly head when you start getting used by God. When you find yourself getting angry at somebody being used in the kingdom, or when you see somebody being used as a threat to your position or your title, you are in a place of spiritual weakness. That nasty mentality of this is my title, this is my part on the song, this is my instrument, this is my pulpit, this is my ministry. That mentality will strip away every ounce of revival that you have inside of a youth group, every ounce of revival inside of a church and inside of a community. When you start seeing somebody step out and be used by God, you ought to be the first one to clap for them. You ought to be the first one to hype them up. You ought to be the first one to get behind them and say, I'm with you. I'm praying for you. Because I'm desperate. I'm desperate for a move of God. And if God's going to use you to touch me, then get up here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We got to always remind ourselves that just being in this house this morning is a blessing. Being filled with the Holy Ghost is a blessing. Being set free from addiction. Is a tremendous blessing. That's the character of revival. That's the character of revival. Is you being okay, just being used wherever the kingdom needs you. Whether it benefits your name or not. 
And pastor, I don't claim to be a prophet, but I felt so strong in my spirit Wednesday morning that we are on the cusp of a great multitude of people stepping out to be used by God in the kingdom. God has been dealing with many of you. God has been dealing with many of you. And I just want to tell you that if you're looking for a sign, here it is. Go ahead and step out. Go ahead and be used. If you're looking for a sign, I'm here to tell you, Jesus knows where you are and he will use you. I'm trying to hurry. Is this okay? So in this world today, we have all kinds of distractions and all kinds of barriers that we as a Holy Ghost believer must push through to get to Jesus. We see all these barriers in our lives every day. We deal with so much stuff outside of these four walls, it's insane. But I fear, I fear that some of us are losing our willingness to fight. We're losing our willingness to be desperate. You're tired, you're beat up, you're hurting, you're confused. But if you want to get to God, you can't get to Him with a defeated attitude. You can't let the devil make you believe that just because things look dark out there, it's going to ruin your spiritual life. No, my Bible says, let us come boldly before the throne room of grace and make our declaration known. So sometimes you got to get a little desperate even in your pain to get to where he is. If I got to push my way through the crowd, Pastor, that's what I'm going to do. If I have to rip a roof apart and lower my friend down with some ropes to get to Jesus, that's what I'll do. If I have to step out of the boat on a raging sea to get to where Jesus is, that's what I'll do. If I have to isolate myself and I have to break a house meeting apart and I have to break an alabaster box, that's what I'll do because I'm here to get to Jesus. I'm here to get to Jesus. And you got to get over yourself and be willing to get to where He is. You got to get over the people talking behind your back and get to where He is. You got to pursue after the enemy when no one else wants to pursue Him. You got to get up and gird up your loins and put your big boy pants on and pursue after the enemy. You got to get to Him even if you lost your supporters. You got to get to Him even if you lost your best friend. Because if you can just get to Him, everything will change. Sometimes God doesn't come to us right away. Amen. You've prayed and he didn't come. God touched my family. Everything's the same. God touched my finances. Everything's the same. Sometimes he doesn't show up how we want him to. I was praying about that. Pastor, I was asking God. God, why? Why? Why don't you help your people? when they call for you sometimes. Why don't they? Because you hear them. God hears every prayer. God knows what we're saying. He understands where we are. And he, he spoke to me. He said, do you remember when I asked Satan, have you considered my servant Job? Have you considered Job? What an honor it is to be trusted by God. And he tells Satan, it doesn't matter what you do to him. He's never going to stop serving me. Your trials are not an indication of you're in danger. 
Your trials are an indication that you are strong. You are powerful in the kingdom. Satan doesn't care about the weak ones who do nothing anyway. He, he wants to go after the ones who are faithful. He wants to go after the ones who are strong in the Lord. And if God is recommending you to go through a battle, it's because he's using you to show Satan that he will always be a loser. <laughs> You're not hearing me. He's always going to be a loser. Even if God isn't showing up how you want Him to show up, if you're still here today in spite of your problems, in spite of your situations, you are showing the devil that you have a power that he will never have. You're showing the devil that he, you, you have a power that comes from something that he cannot have access to. Because it's your level of desperation. Who's the desperate in here this morning? Who's desperate to feel a move of God in your life? God is looking for somebody to stand to your feet right now and give God everything that you have. Come on, I'm done. Let's all stay. God's looking for somebody. Let's all stay. God's looking for somebody to be touched by the master. <laughs> even if Jesus doesn't come to you, mm, even if you feel like your prayers are hitting the ceiling in your own home, even if you can't feel them in your car on the way to work, the Bible says that we have the authority to walk into the throne room of grace and make our declarations known to Him. If you do not feel like Jesus has made a way in your situation, I want to let you know right now that you can make your way to Him this morning. You can leave your place of comfort on your pew. You can leave your place of comfort in your mind and make your way to an altar and receive what you need from him this morning. I know it seems like he's not there sometimes, but he can be right outside of your door. The Bible says I knock, waiting on somebody to get up from their seat and open the door. If you open the door, God is going to move in your situation this morning. Come on, he's knocking. He's knocking today at your door for your situation, for your problem. He's here. Come on, who's going to answer? Who's going to get up from their seat? Who's going to walk to the door? Who's going to open the door? Who's going to move? Who's desperate enough to move? Who's desperate enough to get out from where you are and make your way to that door and open it so Jesus can step in? Thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that it changes and impacts your life for days to come. If you would like to connect with us further, give us a like on Facebook at facebook.com slash Centerpoint Pentecostal Church or just search Centerpoint Pentecostal Church on Facebook. If you would like to join one of our services in person, the service times and address are in the podcast description. Thank you and God bless, and we hope to see you on the next episode.